It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Time with Fred podcast. This is a podcast that challenges paradigms and mindsets that hold us back. I'm really excited to have with me a very special guest. Joey Drolshagan joins us by Zoom from South Carolina. So Joey, I'm going to have you come on in and introduce yourself and we'll take it from there. But thank you so much for coming on today, Joey. Really excited about today. Oh, I'm really, even our pre-conversation and stuff, Fred, or, you know, your podcast and content's what it's about. So I'm really excited and honored to get to have this conversation with you. And, and, and really, like you said, really, you know, my whole goal in this is, is to help give your listeners some areas that they can look at and things that they can do to bring about change, to open up more of their world into the opportunities and the, and those desires that they have within them without losing their family, without losing freedom of time, without losing those things. So just really excited to be here. Absolutely. The pleasure is all mine, Joey. You, you wear many hats, right? And I can't even begin to to, to list all of them. I'm going to have you introduce yourself to our audience and uh, you know, tell them a little bit about you, what you do before we, we dive into our discussion today. Absolutely, Fred. And I won't go backwards at all. So I'll just go with what I do now. So I'm I'm a, per, a, a personal transformation and business coach consultant. Um, I have multiple organ companies that I operate, build, things like that and such. But really my passion, my, my deep passion in my heart is to help people to, to bring about what they're looking to bring about in their business, to grow their business and do so quickly, not over a 10 year period, things like that, you know, but to, but to spark that growth. And at the same time to, to um in like to enjoy a healthy life balance as they're doing it. Yeah. And the way I do that, I've developed a system called the SMT method, which is subconscious mindset training. And we'll, you know, we'll get into that tonight, but, but it's all about like the, the shifting those paradigms, shifting that conditioning in us that's driving those actions. And I, I want to be able to explain how, but aside from my coaching, aside from being an author and a, and a speaker, you know, around the world is I'm also an ordained minister. So I love delivering, you know, Sunday services and, and really kind of sparking people, put lighting a little bit of a fire under what the Bible's saying mm -hmm. and how we go about living that in our everyday life. So the name of my company is IFGT coaching consulting. I, I love the, that. And uh, it seems the, like there are so many elements, right, Joey, to, you know, the yeah, and the, part of it. And... Yeah. And the IFGT stands for it's freaking go time. I love and that. That's it's really what Let's it is. Go. <laughs> and it is, it's go time. It's time to quit playing small. It's time to quit trying to get, you know, living mediocre lives and, and doing things like that or giving up our family, you know, in order to build what we want to build. It, it's time to bring it together and see that we really can do that. And that begins with our, and it ends with our mindset, our total mindset. Joey, you talk about paradigms and mindsets, which is really one of the things that, well, the main thing really for, for my podcast, right? Challenging those, those paradigms and mindsets that hold us back. Why are these paradigms and mindsets, Joey? Why are they important? Why, why do we that's even a, pay attention to them? Yeah. And that's a, that's a great question, Fred. And, and the main reason for it is our, our paradigms are our systems of habits. It's those things we do automatically over and over and over again that we don't even really pay attention to. And within my SMT method, I broke it down to explain our total mindset is made up of our conscious mind, which is what we focus on, the words we use, thoughts we entertain, people we hang out with, what we watch on TV, what we read in the news, all of that's in our conscious mind. We have control over that. 
And then we have our subconscious mind. And all our subconscious mind does, right, is it just absorbs whatever the conscious mind is focused on. So if the conscious mind is focused on lack, fear, doubt, worry, things like that, the subconscious is absorbing that. Does that make sense? Yes. Within the subconscious mind, there's what I call what, what I call a motherboard that has all of our conditioning, all of our habits, all of that stored in there. And what it does is it just keeps playing that over and over and over. So the thoughts we hear, that thought we hear in our head, that when we get an idea of something like that we want to do, we get start getting excited. And then we start hearing those thoughts like, hey, who do you think you are? How are you going to do that? You've never done that before. You know, we start hearing those thoughts. That's all coming from that conditional programming. The other thing about the subconscious is the subconscious mind is what triggers our brain waves to the actions we either take or that we don't take. So somebody that's consciously focused on fear, doubt, and worry, that's being absorbed in their subconscious mind. And then that that the, the thing that triggers the brain waves is sending out signals saying, don't do that. That's, you know, we're afraid of that. Don't do that. You know, that's fear-based or that, what if this, or what if that? And, and it starts playing out. It's all those patterns and paradigms and those systems of habits that determine what we experience in life. And right there is the flow connection to the whole thing. How then, Joey, do we train our minds or our subconscious mind um, to focus on 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 the positive, right? Because if, if someone's been doing, whether it's been either ingrained in them, maybe it's a, it's, it's an experience, whether it's fear or, or whatever, something they've been doing for a long time, that's become a a, a part of who they are. How then can they begin to, to break away from, from what has become, you know, the status quo into thinking uh, the right thoughts, for, for instance? Yes. And, and really what we need to do is we, we need to reprogram our conditioning. You said that a minute ago. Our conditioning, we've, we've experienced since birth. And even listening to this episode right now, we're experiencing conditioning. Right. As we go through, we go through school and we get we go to work and, you know, girlfriends and our friends and where we hang out. All of that is that conditioning that's happening that's being absorbed in the subconscious mind. So that's why it's important that we focus on what we want to experience, not what we don't want. So many people focus on what they don't want. And then they experience that. I work with people all the time who come to me and they're in lack financial lack. And one of the things I hear from people like that is, man, every time I get some money, something comes up and, and takes the money. I can never get ahead. You know, I hear comments like that. Well, they'll get a windfall of $1,000, say $1,500, whatever. Guess what happens? The car breaks down. The furnace goes out. The hot water tank. Something happens because to take that money. And they, re they repeat that in their experience. And mm -hmm. so what I help people do is understand you're, you're creating that experience before you ever see it in reality. Mm -hmm. So what we have to do then is we have to reprogram those brain waves. And there's an entire process and method I take people through. But one of the first things I tell people, Fred, is you have to notice what you're noticing. You have to be aware of what your conscious mind is focused on. Because if we can shift that, if you're focused on lack and you start shifting that to abundance, you start shifting that, you know, for a lot of people, it's, it's I don't have enough hours in the day. Well, guess what they experience? 
having more things to do than they have hours in the day. And so as I start helping people shift that and start focusing in on that differently, and if you're in a place like that, that's really where it starts is notice what you're noticing and put your attention on what you do want, put what you do want to experience. Just that connection alone, you're feeding new information into the subconscious. And then what we have to do as we notice the subconscious conditioning that's working against us, that voice in our head, the results we're experiencing, things like that, then we can go in there and shift that and put new empowering stories in there in, in place of that. And one of the ways I can explain this, I, I, I really want to put one of those, you know, those old rail sleds. Mm -hmm. It's got the metal rail. And it's got the wood planks on top. I want to put one of those up here because if you think about a fresh snowy hill and you take that rail sled down at the first time, it's going to leave tracks in the snow, right? And then you go back up and you go down again and again and again and again. That's the conscious mind focused on what we don't want. That's building that conditioning, okay? Now, if you take that sled, if these are your tracks right here and you take that sled and try to cross it, what typically happens? Resistance. It pulls you back into that rut. Mm -hmm. And so that's what happens to a lot of people right away trying to, you know, and that's where somebody like me can help somebody maneuver through that quicker. But even doing it yourself, if you get pulled into that rut, just understand it takes practice. But with, and, and that's the really cool thing about our brain is it's capable of being rewired. So as we practice those new tools, you know, more often and more often, then, then eventually we can cr cross over that rut and create new tracks. And it's exactly the same thing, Fred. I love, Joey, that you, you talk about the repetition, right? Or doing this consistently over and over again, because for many of us, we try to do something once, maybe twice and three times, and it doesn't work. And, and then we give up, right? And I often refer, you know, people to some of these iconic people we've known, like, you know, KFC and some of these Edison and Einstein who did things over and over and over again. And I feel like as a as a society these days, we've been so accustomed to getting things done pronto, right? We want it done, we want it done Im immediately. And so we don't have that diligence, right? That ability to, to, to do things or, or to, to continue doing something over and over again. And it wouldn't mind you talk about this, the slight thing. And I've heard that the subconscious or, or the brain rather has a way of, you know, when, when you feed it something over and over and over again, there's some physical changes and i'm not may not be using the right terminology terminologies here but there there's something that happens to that brain to where it's forced to to think you know the way the way we're we're we're, yes. we're feeding it to i mean can you respond yes. to that no absolutely and you know what i've come to find is typically people i don't want to say everybody but a lot of people are not willing to do anything different mm -hmm until they have an illness or a divorce or a financial ruin or something major like that, then that will kind of open their eyes to it. And, and what I'm really so passionate about, whether I'm up at, you know, Sunday service delivering or whether I'm talking to you or workshop, whatever it is, is, is man, don't wait, don't wait, open your mind up to a possibility that this could be something in this. Do you know how many people I talk to Fred who are like losing their family all in the name of them trying to build their business. Mm -hmm. So they're doing something for their family, but they're literally losing their family trying to do that. And, and I'll tell you, for me personally, when I was married in my, in my late twenties and thirties, my wife at the time and I, we were pregnant five times. Mm. 
we had two births at like 24, 25 weeks and the baby would be on this infant would be on this equipment and everything else for hours and pass. And then we had my son. And then we had two more pregnancies that went like the first two did. And we said, okay, like my heart just couldn't do it anymore, you know, with trying over and over again and stuff. So, so when I tell you my son is, is a blessing in my life, like, I mean, he's a true gift from God in my life, you know? And do you know, on his first birthday, I lived in Michigan at the time and I wasn't there to celebrate his first birthday. I was down in Indiana building a sales territory. And that was the most, probably the most miserable day of my life. Like I went through that whole day making these calls, doing what I needed to do, what I was supposed to be doing. You know, a man gets a job and supports a family. I was following that and I missed such a huge event in my life. And that wasn't the only one. You know what I mean? That wasn't the only event I missed in the name of, of being a good employee or building a business and stuff. So, and people miss out on, on the, the things that are the most important to them, trying to follow the conditioning of being a good employee or being a business owner or building that business and stuff. So these people will lose their family doing that. And I'll talk to them and I'll say, you could lit you could grow. I can show you how to grow your business. And at the same time, live a healthy life balance while you do it. But we're so conditioned and ingrained that you, you know, you have to take massive actions in order to achieve something. And you got to be willing to trade off your life to get it and stuff. And that we're so ingrained in our conditioning. So many people won't even hear outside of that. Yeah. If it doesn't make sense and fit into that box, they'll discard it. Until it's too late. I, I had a, a guest, Joey, a few months ago who lives in Singapore. He'd built this $300 million conglomerate spa that he was running in, in Singapore. And um, doing obviously very well. And he shared the story of one day he was moving from one, it was a busy day, one meeting to the other. He sat in uh, his car in the garage of the building in Stratton as he was about to lift his his left leg um, and, you know, put in the car. Let, it wouldn't move. He he just felt numb. And at that point, he suffered a stroke. Long story short, this has been 10 years um, since he's, he had this episode and um, he's still struggling to regain his, his health back. And he was sharing about what you're talking about here, you know, balancing the priorities here, the true things that matter. And I was asking him, I said, if there's one yeah. thing that you'd do differently, going back to when he experienced this, what would that be? You know what he told me, Joe? He said he would spend more time with his family. It was two goals. Yes. He would spend more time uh, just smelling the roses, more time just taking care of his, himself. He was busy building this huge conglomerate, yes. but now he's not even in the breath of health to enjoy, you know, the hard work that he's building. And that was very powerful, Joe. And we we often hear, you know, we see, you know, the signs of success, whatever that is, whatever that may be for our listeners, but at the expense of some of the things that truly matter until it's too late. And that was a very sobering conversation and realization for me when he shared yeah. those things. And he said, Fred, if there's anything I'll do again, it would be spending more time with my family, with my wife. And yeah. And, and again, notice when he came to that is when there were major health issues, just like I said a little while ago. And what I try to show people or help people understand is you have a billion dollars, 
and you're hooked to equipment to breathe, or you you know you can't live freely and do the things you want to do, or if your family's in resentment of you and they can't stand being around you because they feel like you traded them off or something else, you know, or you know, or, or you're doing something you really can't stand doing, that money loses its positiveness very quickly. It has very little meaning if we don't have those other things in place. So that's why, like, I love helping people get it in place, but at the same time, scale their business. And, 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 you know, I could give you all kinds of testimonials about what I've done for clients. And I've had people come to me in that situation. You're talking not the exact thing, but where health issues, a heart attack or a divorce or things like that have happened. And they're like, I, I just don't know what to do. And, and because they become open-minded, yeah. right. And from there, I can help them then to start moving into bringing about those changes, bringing about those shifts, repairing what they can, and then moving forward, you know, from that point and getting into that place of that, that life balance. One of the greatest, I don't want to say the greatest, one of the biggest positives that came from the, the from COVID is it brought families back together. It became a higher priority. True. True. I mean, there's been, there's been instances, there's been several instances where, you know, I mean, even, even, even for us, I share this on this podcast um, with a guest I was talking to a while back about some of the things we, we took for granted until, until, until we're forced to, to go on lockdown, right? Even realizing what our neighborhoods look like until we're forced to start taking walks as a family and realizing, oh, this has been here for the past however many years, yes. but because we've been yes. so busy, you get in the car, Zoom, zoom, zoom from one point to the other. Yep. You, you don't take time to smell the roses until the, the unfortunate thing happens, right? And we're not saying this to minimize. Obviously, there's been many, many lives that have been lost. And so we're not minimizing or making light. Right, of it, right. That's what I'm saying. I wanted to be careful how I said exactly, exactly for that reason. Yeah. But, but, yes. but that's absolutely right. Uh, you know, it's when things often, you know, get to this point that that, that, that we realize, you know, what 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 the, what some of the, the blessings or the good things that 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 come yes. out of this should be, right? And there are blessings. And, and and I'll tell you, even for me personally, I felt like I did have life balance even before COVID. But when I looked at the year before COVID, I traveled 47 weeks out of the year. I literally bought an RV so I wouldn't have to get hotels as much in the in the weeks I traveled and stuff like that, you know? And so when it it it's it, it's like my my emphasis was much heavier there when COVID hit. And even now today, when people ask me, okay, will you come and speak here? Will you deliver service? We, and it's like, yeah, but we're going to spread it out a little more. I'm going to have that time in between for family, for friends, for the healthy life balance. And I have seen more of that since COVID with people who want to still build their business, but they don't want to lose their whole life in order to do so. And I, I love that, friend. And people making, you know, very conscious ethical work decisions. They're, they're, they're picking and choosing what they want to do at work and picking and choosing where they want to live. And all of a sudden things have just, you know, some things matter, things that really didn't matter back then. All now, all of a sudden uh, matter to a lot of people, right? Yes. Yeah. It has a higher priority to them. Yeah. So when we, when we do that and then shifting that conditioning, you know, one of the things I'll, I'll work with on my clients, I'll give your audience here is, is I, I ask them when you first wake up within your first 10 minutes of being awake, don't jump out of bed right away. Just lay there for a second and ask yourself, what would I love today? What's one thing that I would really love to experience today? And then charge that up. Think about like spend a half a minute thinking about what's it going to be like when that happens? What are you going to feel like? 
you know, like for me, I'll, I'll do that. Like I've done that with different things. And, and I, you know, I've worked in corporate America for a lot of years as a vice president of sales, helping organizations, multiple organizations in bankruptcy, get back into profitability, you know? And so that's a pretty miserable, like hard life when you're in that process where you're working three days out of every month and there's 350 families and things like that. And I remember I woke up one day and I just said, man, I just want to laugh today. I just want to laugh. Like I, even weekends were hard for me because I want Monday to hurry up and get here so I could try to do something different to, you know what I mean? And so I went to work, went about my day, lunchtime. I went and got my truck, forgot all about what I had asked, you know, but I asked in the morning, I charged it up and it made me smile. And then some guy comes out, you know, one of the guys calls me down, jumps in the truck with me. We go to lunch, we go eat lunch. We're coming back in the parking lot. And I realized, Oh my God, my stomach hurt from laughing. Mm. And I couldn't, that's the kind of thing I, I didn't make it happen. I just ask. And what that's doing is it's allowing us to get into alignment with our imagination. It's, a, you know, which is one of our five mental faculties. It's allowing us to get into um, tap into our powerhouse, which is our intuition, which brings things about. That's those, odd, you know, you know, came out of the blue experiences that we have, you know, so it allows us to tap into those and start relying heavier on those. And as we do that, Fred, we can put less effort into coming from our logical mind, strategizing, trying to put together the plan, figure it all out, you know, shift as we go. We, we can we can give this a rest. And as we do that, we start opening up for things to showing up easier and quicker. And, and that's how I help every single business owner, realtor, corporation grow. And I want our audience, those who are whoever's listening to us, uh, don't don't underestimate what we're talking about here. This is a very, very powerful concept. And, and I have been I have been a, a living experience. This is something that I do daily. My my 10 year old this morning, usually before he leaves for school, he'll come in and say bye and, and say, Dad, have a nice day. And and he came in this morning and I said, um, you know, have a nice day, son. What, what do you how do you expect your day-to-day -to, -day to go? And he said, uh, today, Dad, I want I want to have an, a, a great day. And I said, no, what does that mean for you? What does a great does day look like? Mean? Yes. What does it look like? And he said, well, yeah. you know, I want I want my friends to be nice to me. I want to be able to help someone today. I want, I want to bring a smile. I said, there you go. You have to be that specific. Because if you're just saying, have a nice day. Yeah. And this is part of goal setting, Joe, which I'm sure you, you've taught in your, um, in your in your experience here. But this is a very powerful concept and it's not it's not spooky it's not spiritual it's the law i mean that's really how the mind works i was driving my yeah. daughter's track a couple of weeks ago uh during one of the track meets and uh, the, the day before she had a, a pretty rough day and so the following we're just you know i was just encouraging her and i said she she does a long jump and, and triple jump and i, I said oh, cool. what are you what are you what is your goal for today and she said yeah i don't know dad i just want to do that i said no what do you want to jump today uh, as far as, you know, triple jumps concerned? How, how far, yeah. how many feet? And she just threw a number. She said 34. I said, okay, don't just throw that number out there. I want you to believe that this is what you're going to jump, right? And so we we yeah. get there and, you know, she starts jumping and she jumps the first one. I think it was like a 30 and she jumps the third, second one and, and it was a foul. And I, I was watching and I realized that that was a really good jump, even further than the first one that she did. And so later on, her coach, you know, had gone back and was talking to her that the second jump that she did, that she fouled, was actually a 34. 
And, and this was a, a teaching moment for me. It was humbling too, Julie, because I, what we didn't specify when we talked, we didn't specify whether this 34 should be a good jump. We just said 34. And so the subconscious just took it. It's okay, you said 34, I'm going to give you 34. We didn't specify yes. whether it was a foul, this was a good jump. So I said, well, next time when we set a goal, we need to be specific as to how we want. It should be a 34, whatever number you want to be, but it should be a good jump and not a foul, right? And so it, I was thinking, we're talking about this, and I said, you see how powerful some of these things are? You say something, and you feed it to your subconscious mind. You're not specific, and it takes it literally, and it gives you exactly what, what you tell it to do because you're not specific. If we had been what if we had said, okay, we want this jump to be one that counts. It shouldn't be a foul. It should be a great jump. What could have come out of that, right? And so and, and I, let me ask you this. To yeah, go ahead. Let me ask to carry this forward. So she once the 34 was set, did she go through a bunch of stuff at 150 miles an hour trying to get to that 34, or did she just go out there and jump? She, it was a circuit jump. That's what I'm saying. So so often people will set the goals on what they want to achieve, and, and, and I'll talk in a second about goals because that's not one of my favorite words, but they'll set the goal on what they want, and they instantly go up here, which I consider this to be the Antichrist. Hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now, Brad. And the reason being is when we get our when we get our logical mind involved. Mm. Now, there's a purpose for it. It's to help us solve complex problems. But when we engage it to strategize and run our life, it is such a weak place to come from. When we have the imagination and the other mental fact, the, uh, um, intuition and the other mental faculties, we could be tapping into. So, so exactly like that 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 long jump like that is is I'll take business owners who. And this is why I don't like goals so much. It's not my favorite word. Is because goals, what it's doing is it, it's a pass. It's it's a pass fail. Mm. We hit it or we don't, mm. right? Typically, a goal is here's what I'm going to do, and then the very next thing is going to strategizing in the how am I going to do it, right? And then if we if we hit the goal, what happens? We set a higher goal. Yeah. What I work with on people instead. And I've done this with $150 million corporations down to small business owners, to realtors, to individual transformation, is I help them set dynamic vision mm. for what they want. And ultimately, that vision is that you're becoming of that person, of that vision. It's what do you want in your health and well-being, your, your, your relationships, your vocation, how big you want to grow your, you know, your, your, company and such, but then time and money freedom. And it covers all of that in a dynamic vision. So when then when I start working with somebody now, I just want to back up for one second, okay? Because we talked about that conditioning patterns paradigms and what we do to shift those, right? And we once we shift those, now we can start quickly opening up and accelerating into that vision. And we're still shifting paradigms and conditioning as we're going forward. But typically, sometimes I'll have somebody I'll start working with and I'll go, you know, do that. What would I love this morning? You know, and they'll go, you know, I can't. And I go, why? And they'll go, because every time I think of something, all of a sudden I start hearing it in my head, like, you're not going to do that. Well, how the heck are you going to do that? And, and so we have to clear them. And that's what it's doing, really, the SMT method. It's clearing the pathways to do reprogramming, to get new conditioning in place of it that's more empowering. And at the bottom line of all of it, it's not our abilities or our agility or where we grew up or how much is in our bank account. We can only achieve to the level of our subconscious conditioning. The good news is we can change, we can shift and, and retrain that conditioning at any time. The bad news 
is nobody can really do it for us. We have to choose that we want to do that in order to uh, in order to bring that about and experience it. I love that. And Joe, we could we could talk about this like the whole day. But when you teach this, is there like a no, I don't want to call it like a quick three, three or four steps. But but what are what are some of the things we need to be mindful of, right? If someone's listening right now and and saying, "Look, I've been I've been battling, I've been, you know, having struggles with this with this way of thinking for a long time." How, what what are some tangible ways or steps, if there are any? And there's no such quick as such thing as a quick fix anyway. But are there like a is there a process? Is there a, a step by step guide, or is there something you teach to help people kind of? Yeah. The- you know, follow along with this 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 process to getting them uh, thinking thinking right. Yeah, and I'll tell you that the SMT method it comes in multiple forms and stuff, and it, it's based on a twelve step framework. Okay. So I take clients through either either twelve week or six month, and, and we go through it and things like that. But yeah, the the very first thing is when I talked about that 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 beginner mindset mm-hmm. that we have to have an open mind for anything to come about for change. How we get that, you know, I work with a lot of addictions and things like that and alcoholics and stuff. And, and the way I do that is, is, is a lot of times they get there by hitting their bottom, right? The gentleman with the health, with the stroke that that's hitting a bottom. So that's one way of driving it, which is what, what I call, you know, pushed by our pain. The other way we can do it is just want to have a better life and not have to wait till catastrophe hits in order to do it and, 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 and start getting pulled by a vision into what's possible for us you know, into what we truly desire and stuff. So the first thing is that open mind. The second thing is start being aware of where we're putting our focus from our conscious mind. Start pay attention if we're watching, you know, CNN constant negative news, if that's all we ever watch or those conversations or, you know, the people we hang out with, the word, the way we talk about ourselves. You know, one of the things I'll ask people in the workshop, Fred, in a room full of people is I'll say, how many of you would ever let another person talk to you the way you talk to yourself? And, and people will just laugh. And I, I understand the humor in that, but it's so destructive to what we truly desire in life. You know, and it can be something as simple, oh my God, I'm so lazy. Or, oh man, all I do is procrastinate. Or, man, I'm tired of struggling with my, whatever it is, you know, that, that we're doing that with. It's, it, that's what we're feeding into coming forward in our tomorrows. So that would be the one thing is, is really focus on where you're putting your, your conscious mind where we put our attention is where we're placing our intention. If you want to live with wealth, if you want to get business easy, if you want to have time with your family and freedom, you know, and all of that stuff, then start focusing on that in your mind. That alone will start bringing about changes in the experience of someone's life. I love that. From there, like I said, I mean, you know, taking people through the program, there's a lot of other tools that we utilize in the 12 step framework. But really, if you start doing that, because one of the things people will notice if you use that, what would I love tool, you'll notice whether you got conditioning that's telling you, yeah, right, who do you think you are? And and from that point, I've been doing this since I was 22 years old. I became a student to the works I do today at 58 years old. I've been coaching for about a decade now. I've worked with almost a thousand clients. So it, there's that long route we can take, right? Anybody can decide I'm not paying a coach. I'm not working with, you know, nobody else. I can do it myself so they can figure out that program. It just took a heck of a long time for me to figure it out. What used to take me, what took me years to identify my clients achieve in weeks. 
you know? So, so it really is. The other thing I would say is start getting a vision of what you truly desire and and a really dynamic vision will be so big. It'll scare you. Like how the heck am I going to do that? That's what a powerful vision will be. And it's, it's really about doing that programming, that reprogramming. And one of the ways I do that, we're set up, like I said, with the tools, but it's notice what you're noticing. Notice where the, that voice, mm-hmm. you don't have to even go back into the skeletons of the closet and figure out the details of when it started and, and this and that and everything, but just notice what it is and then shift to something different. Choose to focus on something different. And it might not be easy, but with practice, we have that power of control over our mind. Yes. Joey, where can our, our listeners learn um, more about your work and maybe do a deep dive into some of the steps that, that we've talked about here? Like you want to share? Yeah, anybody can reach out to uh, ifgtcoach.com ifgtcoach.com that's my website and that'll lead with all kinds of information it explains the smt and all the other stuff you can listen to podcast interviews you can listen to all this information and and get a lot a lot of information on there but the other thing i'll put out here for your listeners friend if if this if this resonates with anyone listen my my whole goal here my takeaway from this is i want to help people spark change in their life to the good that's that's my whole desire so one of the things i'm going to offer to your listeners is anybody can go to coachwithjoey.com and you can access my personal calendar and set up and schedule a 10 minute call with me. I'll get on the phone, we'll get on there, we'll talk about what's going on for you and help you get some tools to start bringing about change in that area. And you'll leave that call having tools that will help you start bringing about change. And that is coachwithjoey.com. Joey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking about paradigms, talking about mindsets and, and some of these steps. I love the SMT method. We talked about awareness. We talked about the beginner mindset, awareness, focus. There's just so many valuable lessons here that I I, I have gotten a lot out from. And I trust that our, our audience also have gotten, have gotten something right out of that. But uh, if you want more, if you want a coach to help you along this journey, Remember, every person needs someone in their corner, right? Even superheroes need some help every now and then. So remember, you can't do it all alone. If you need someone to kind of help you, walk alongside me to help guide you, uh, check out Joey's website. It says coachwithjoey.com. Let him know you heard about me, time with Fred. I'm, sorry, go ahead, I'm sorry, Fred. I just want to add one thing in there really quick. Is, is you said that, you know, doing it alone, really we can't do it alone. Like I could not have identified my conditioning. And even now I I cannot identify all the conditioning that's going on because it feels so normal. So I have a coach I work with to help me to identify that. The coach so, so has often a coach. People, Yeah, people get stumbled trying to go at themselves doing it, but they don't realize they're even coming from that conditioning. So this is a way of really igniting and, and, and reducing the amount of time to bring about that change in your existence in your life. Thank you so much, Joey, for sharing. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And that's it. That's all we have for you today until we come your way with another edition of the podcast. We truly trust that you found this uh, very impactful, uh, very valuable. And um, Joey, want to say thank you as well for coming on the podcast. We truly appreciate you, the values, the wisdom and everything that you shared with us today. Thank you, Fred. God bless everyone. God bless you too.